Blog Talk Radio. And here at Mama's Pearls, we like to say that we take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. And now that we are in spring, I would like to welcome spring officially and also to welcome any new listeners out there. If this is your first time tuning in, hello, welcome. You can find our Mama's Pearls blog at www.mamaspearls.com and any of the past show archives at blogtalkradio.com slash mamaspearls. We're also on Twitter at SinTweet and on Facebook, so go ahead and like us there. What we've been um, talking about the last couple of weeks is tuning into spirit. And last week we had, um, it was a rather emotional call. We had the CEO of the Ovarian Cancer Research Fund, Audra Moran, on the show as, as, along with her um, with their Director of Scientific Development, Sarah DeFeo. And, you know, they invited me to a tea party at the New York Plaza Hotel quite a few weeks ago already, which was um, which was hosted by Kelly Ripa and sponsored by Electrolux. And it was such a beautiful day and a beautiful event. And what really hit home for me was when Kelly was saying there's a you know, possibility of looking into your daughter's eyes and knowing that we can eradicate this disease for a lifetime. So I was really happy to have them on to talk a little bit further about the Ovarian Cancer Research Fund. And you can find them online at www.ocrf.com. They're doing a bunch of Mother's Day fundraising um, and have special deals with different companies. So you can check that out online. You could also, for your own virtual tea party at kellyconfidential.com, and they um, they were doing something that I love, their Mother's Day campaign, which is to basically post on Facebook or post through their, their website what you particularly love about your mother. And going through that process, I mean, it's never fun to talk about cancer or the things that bring us down, but we've been talking on this string of pearls and mama's pearls about, about when you're faced with these dark shadows in, in our lives, What's the light that comes up for us? That's when we when we feel backed into a corner. That's when we kind of go grasping for what really is meaningful for us. And so it kind of propelled propelled me into thinking. And I was in the car with a bunch of friends this this past weekend, um, and we were kind of tossing around the idea that if you knew you only had one month left to live, how would you spend it? And we kind of went from either extreme, but it really teetered down to, um, you know, one, your personality type. Are you just going to, like, freak out and, you know, go heading for the hills and pack everything you can? Or are you going to savor it and enjoy it and, you know, pack in as much as you can of this lifetime if you knew you only had those 30 minutes? Or are you just going to, you know, maybe go and just prayer? 
prayer pose and welcome welcome your end. And, you know, I find that people always kind of jump to action or get these aha moments or come to spirituality when they're backed up against the wall, when they've completely hit rock bottom, when they've had some sort of trauma. And, you know, I always wonder, why does it have to be that difficult of a search? Why does it have to be that smack in the face? I've had my own share, fair share of dramas, um, definitely, definitely not without drama in this lifetime. But, you know, but my spiritual practice has always kind of been there. And when I came to kind of understanding that that was the direction we wanted to go to in this week and kind of searching out, okay, so where do we even place the importance of what we would do in those 30, in those 30 days, precious 30 days that we had left, we were kind of left with one basic question. And that is, what is most meaningful to you? And which is why I invited Sophie Sheesh, who is so chic in her own way. She's French, and she's divine, and I love her. And I met her when she was first launching her website, and it's called Life by Me. And she's a CEO and founder of it, and she is a creative entrepreneur. She loves nurturing new ideas and new questions, and really just... Um, thriving on change and meaning and growing. And when I met her, I just knew that she would be perfect to kind of head us into this direction of, you know, of seeing almost where she's gone in her evolution of finding meaning. And her website, lifebyme.com, essentially asks all sorts of people, I mean, and very famous people that, that you... <laughs> that you will come to to immediately recognize on her website, including Nobel Peace Prize winners and the leading spiritual gurus of this time, the simple question of what is most meaningful to you? And when you're asked that and you kind of wonder, how would I spend those those last 30 days, it boils down to what is meaningful to me? Where do I want to put my energy? And given that today is tax day, happy tax day, everybody, you know, it's like the time where we kind of have to sit back and account for how we've spent our last our last year or, you know, with capital gains, how we're going to pull it forward and blah, 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 blah. But we're really accounting for where we've been and where we've placed our energy, which kind of connotates what is meaningful for us. Wherever we put our energy, that's, you know, obviously has meaning. So... I really wanted to dive in further to this question with our beautiful, beautiful special guest here. Again, the CEO and founder of Life by Me, Ms. Sophie Sheesh. Sophie, are you with us? Good morning, everybody. I am. Hello. Thank and you welcome. so much for your introduction. I want to talk to you every morning. I feel really good from this, uh, <laughs> from this start. Thank you. I can, well, now you can. You can just play back the recording and you can have my fabulous intro, intro and, you know, ego pep talk every single morning. <laughs> Thank you. I loved it. Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing with your site. And it's such a simple question, but it really is paralyzing. So how do you find, you know, why why did you ask that question in the first place and why did you go to, you know, set out to find and establish Life by Me? You know, the very onset of this project started when I was having a conversation actually with Desmond Tutu and we were sitting in Colombia. Um, I ended up needing to translate him um, at some conference that they had actually lost his translator accidentally, quote, 
and I happen to have been raised in France, and as you mentioned, and I was raised in Spain, and so I was kind of their best choice. And I'm sitting with him between events, and I'm finding myself hearing possibly what has changed my life the most, just very deep, very profound, very funny, very exciting conversations, and I find myself turning around every minute and wondering why I'm alone, like why am I the only one that's hearing this? Wow. And it really dawned on me that there was a need, a necessity for sharing meaningful conversations. And that is where the idea started because very much like you mentioned, why do we wait for some catastrophic thing to happen in our lives and, and something sad and something dramatic to start introspecting and wondering, you know, why would I do if I only had one month left? Why? Right. Why do we do right. that? Because somehow this being against the wall propels us and gives us more energy but i'm after that's my revolution i'm after making meaningful conversations just the common conversation and the conversation we have to begin with as opposed to the one we have after five years of friendship because now we can trust each other or something (laughs) right now we can really dig down and dirty um, forget about the fact that the translator was lost. I mean, that's kind of hilarious in its, in its own side, but a whole side story. Um, you know, my my sense is, is like, you know, one, who have you found to give the most surprising answer? You know, that's a great question because that is one of the things that surprised me the most in the journey. I've interviewed probably between two and 300 people that are posted on the site and probably another 200 that are not yet posted on the site. And my big surprise, my biggest surprise is how much these people have in common. And so you'll take someone like Desmond Tutu, who is the Peace Nobel Prize, and then you'll take someone like John, who's a fisherman in Washington, and somehow they landed in the same wisdom. Somehow their journey that possibly could not be more different, they've landed in the same place. And the opposite of it is true, too. The very surprising thing to me is how different all these conversations are. And when we start, I never know where it's going to go because it's a really open question. And I don't, I ask them not to prepare and not, you know, not read and not, you know, just really come fresh to the question. And it's very surprising how people take very, very different roads. One of my favorite ones, actually, to my big surprise, was a producer who, is the head of a very large company, and, and he took the call because he's a friend of a really dear friend, and you could tell that might not have been his you know, daily activity otherwise. And he started with, you know, a meaningful day to me is when I check out this girl at a party in the afternoon or at night, and there she is at night in my bed. That's what's meaningful to me. And I kind of looked at my staff, and we were kind of like, whoa, where are we going to go with this? Because, you know, is this really meaningful or not? And we were kind of just pondering and surprisingly it turned out to be one of the most interesting conversations we ended up talking about his father and how he had never had conversation about his father and how he's been questing his whole life to have deep meaningful conversations and seriously we went from you know what could have been perceived as pretty superficial and pretty to one of the most beautiful and 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 and, and deep conversation that's so funny. Um, you never know where those those kind of knee-jerk responses are going to lead, but obviously it led him into a deeper bed. <laughs> it, it really was, <laughs> and very, very definitely. So where do you come up with Life by Me? Because I just love that, you know, as a statement, as a mantra, like I just love that so, so much. You know, I, I, I don't know if I came with it, you know, in my DNA, or I don't know if it came a little bit later, but I remember it knowing that my whole life, that there was 
always something I could do that would improve my life if I needed to. Like I never, for some reason, even in the worst situation, and I heard your intro, and I certainly went through my share of complexity in my childhood and my life, but I always had this sense that I, I could do something, even if it was something internally, even if it's something where I shifted my perspective, and God knows I probably didn't have the words at the time to speak to it, but I always, and that probably saved my life in some way, maybe not from death, but maybe from you know boring life, I always knew that there's something I could do that would somehow improve the situation a little bit. And so to me, Life by Me summarizes that. And of course, when we say Life by Me, it's Life by You and You and You out there. And it has this sense of like everybody can contribute at least to their own happiness. Forget doing other people's, you know, improving other people's happiness because that is definitely down the road. If you've been able to improve yours, then just you're very walking into the room somehow will improve people's life. That's all you'll need to do is show up, basically. But the, for me, the real job is, you know, how, how, do I, how do I make my life reflecting more of my internal world, which is, you know, clearer and clearer and more and more uplifted and more and more joyful? And how do I make every choice and every decision and every second of my day a, a step towards, a, a little movement, even if it's ever so slightly, I make, you know, a little movement towards a better day, a better moment, a better attitude towards myself. And so that's where the name came from, this notion of, you know, I have, there is an influence I can have over my day any second, and so do you. I love it. I think it's so empowering because it it almost, it reminds us as much as challenges us to take ownership of our lives and to kind of, break it down to that core essence of what you ask is find out what is meaningful to to me, you know, what is the most meaningful to me, and how can I put that into action? Because I always find, like, if you're asking those doomsday questions, the what if, and if you close your eyes, and if it's really just you in a room, and it's just you and your conscience and nobody else around, and you can paint whatever picture of your life that your that your heart truly desires, and if it looks drastically, drastically different than the one that you are leading, then maybe it's time to take a, a closer look at that and make some changes. I love there's this no reason. Yeah, there's no reason why we should why we should be waiting. And it's interesting because you were mentioning the month to live, you know, you guys were talking about in your car. And I actually had a bit of a scare a couple of weeks ago when my doctor called me and said there was a number in my blood that indicated something was going on in my brain and wanted me to do an MRI right. like that day. I mean, literally, I said, right. great, I'll go next week. She was like, no, you're going today. You have an appointment at 5. And I was, you know, for a few minutes, I, I really tested my inner strength of, you know, am I going right. to panic until I have results or am I going to, you know, gently trust and go and do the steps, you know, until I actually find out information as opposed to, you know, start spinning around. And it was right. very interesting because in those two hours that separated me from the actual event and, and particularly mm-hmm. waiting for my results, I did that very thing. I, I, I kind of pondered and, and, and paused and looked at my life and, and thought to myself, what are the things that I would like to change if it was, you know, for a shorter time that I have left? And, and, and it was very moving to me and very touching that actually – there really wasn't that many things I would like to change. That what is in my power, that is, you know, the things that I can actually affect in my life, I, I wouldn't want to do anything different. I spend my time the way I would like to spend my time. And, and it was a very revealing and very touching moment for me because it's not always been the case. And it really is the result. I mean, it speaks to 
the diligence of working our process. You know, like I certainly started, I remember being 18, 19 years old and, and really being very far from a healthy life, and I will spare the details, but pretty much every state of self-destruction I've visited. And, and it's, it's an incredible statement of how when one wakes up to themselves and starts diligently doing a journey towards a more self-loving attitude, it actually works because at 43, to be able to turn around and say, there really isn't that many things I would do differently. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good statement. I think that's beautiful and miraculous. And I'm assuming everything kind of came out okay and benign. Yes, I'm actually healthy and well, and my brain is in better shape than it's ever been. Thank you. <laughs> and the brain is ticking. Yes. Um, well, what's kind of interesting about that with the health scares, because the health scares really is what almost freaked me out the most, and kind of ironically, me, my, my both of my kids have been sick all week, and it's just like, and we've been stuck in the house, and I've been writing this, you know, almost as like a cheerleader for myself about, you know, this whole topic, you know, the, the theme of this week is live life now, and the pearl of the day is ride away, you know, whatever whatever you want, basically ride with it. And it's kind of been funny, like, you know, the season's finally changed here in the Northeast. It's gorgeous outside, and, like, I can't go out and enjoy that yet. Like, I'm on I'm on hold. <laughs> but that push-pull of wanting to be outside and, and being at home, like, I'm always perfectly fine just being at home, you know, snuggling up with my kids. And to a lot of people, that's like, huh, you know, what are you doing? You're wasting your time, you know? I, I love and, this idea. And to me, that's the most powerful yeah. piece of the journey is are you able to be in this very moment and appreciate and have, like, even if what you're appreciating is I am snuggling, snuggling up with my kids when maybe I would want to be outside, but the excitement is knowing that you're going to be outside with them soon when they're healthy right. can be the that most right. exciting thing you're doing right now. You're thinking about it and you're planning it and you're just like imagining it and that's as exciting to me. Thinking about it, nursing my children, nursing myself, taking care of myself, taking care of my children, I mean, that has such deep meaning um, that, you know, even though it's, it's I wish it over <laughs> I just can't you know I don't want to go through that you know next week is spring break I want to be alive and, and vibrant and happy and healthy and make our rounds but um, you know even in the bad there's good and there's meaning and um, for me what really kind of dropped me down a level I went to a lecture a couple of weeks ago with Chris Carr who is um, an actress who's living with cancer, and she basically said, she was like, you know, I used to think that, um, you know, like everybody else, that as long as you have your health, and she's like, now that I lost my health, I'm just happy for my happiness. <laughs> so I feel like on, like, whatever level you're at, there's something deeper you can drop it down. If you don't have one thing, there's something else that you have. You know, Very ultimately, so. we're, we're all tied to spirit. So on whatever uh, ever level that comes out, that's that's beautiful, and that's your core. That is a very beautiful way to put it. I've interviewed recently a gentleman who's a um, Olympic Olympic uh, um, skater, ice skater, and he's blind, fully blind. He's never actually oh, seen. And the and the experience of talking to him was so grand for me because of very much what you just said, which was basically he just never used the reason why you think maybe someone would stay in bed and not do or, or really limit their lives in some way. He had actually used to transcend and, and, and go even beyond and, and, and further. And it was almost like to him it was a non-issue. It was like 
forget I ask I mean I ask I ice skate. I know what that would mean. Who needs who needs to see, right. Who needs, who exactly needs who see? needs to see. And somehow he followed his dream and his passion and completely did not use any excuse and that was just such a kick in my butt. Like I was like what what excuse am I using not to go live right. my version of, you know, Olympic skating and it just you know, right. particularly with your idea of right now. Right now, you know, what is what do I want to do differently and, and just get up and go do it. Right. I love there, that idea. There, there's nobody holding you back by yourself. And by the way, I have some music for your Olympic skater guy. <laughs> Good. No, send that to you separately. Um, but you know, yeah, I think it's it's something where we we're we're our own worst enemy in in that sense. So the more you can get closer and and follow the steps like on Life by Me, where you say one, discover what your meaning is, because you first have to know it. And then the second part, which you say, is to, is to live it, to put it into action in your daily life. And I actually would like to take back this expression, you know, we are our own enemy. I would like to change it to we are our best friends because as much as we can use our energy to trip ourselves, we can really use our energy to cheer us up and to really do the things that our best friends do for us. And it's like I really would right. like to transition this idea to like if I turn my attention towards myself and I, and I support myself, I am the best friends I have in the world. I love that. I think that's gorgeous. I think that's gorgeous. And if it, you know, and again, like I kept also hearing when we were talking about music, Chris Allen's um, singing the script song, Live Like You're Dying. And anyone who have, hasn't heard this song, I, I actually have a link to it on on my website, mamaspearls.com. But also take a, a, a moment to kind of just look through the lyrics because they're so, so beautiful. I mean, just that thought, live like, live like you are dying. Because every moment that we are alive in this world, we are kind of going closer to our death. But in that, we're also going closer to our true lives and our true selves. So, you know, why not, like you say, put the positive spin on it? You know, the de- death is an inevitable event for us all. That's not a secret. So why, you know, why wait for the hammer on the head? Make sure that you are you are living all the steps that you that you want to take in this world right in this very moment. And I love this vision of us in, you know, whatever old age that would be and we're sitting on some bench somewhere and we're talking about our lives <laughs> and just looking back and really loving everything that's happened. And what's really cool with right. that for me is that it's right now. Like I can actually do those things that when I'm sitting on that bench, I'm really happy to tell you I actually went and did. I think it's remarkable and it's so inspiring. And, um, you know, and you've just kind of illuminated this whole this whole sign, and it's such it's like it's such a profound reminder, but it's so simple. And I just think it's it's so inspiring for everybody else to to hear that somebody is living their life by the you know by the way that they intended it. Thank you for that, Cynthia. Thank you. Most most welcome. I think it's gorgeous. Um, and again, who, it, it, do you want to name like who your uh, next couple of interviews are that we should be looking out for? You know, one of my my dream one that I actually just um, confirmed. But cross your fingers because not all the way confirmed is with <laughs> Richard Branson. And I've loved uh-huh. Richard Branson since really a long time, even way before he became more famous for everything he was doing. And I just, I find people who go after, he started a talk a few weeks ago saying, you know, yesterday I was in Africa feeding a baby tiger. 
and I just thought to myself, what a fun, what a what a life, you know, to just really go with, have the means and have the power and have created enough wealth and have the kind of heart where you actually live the life that is, you know, even to a bigger degree than, than mine because of the, the level of influences he's created for himself. And I cannot wait to hear what he has to say about what's meaningful to him. I think that's going to be an amazing interview. You know, he is. He's he's such um he's such a like a, a larger than life figure for most people. Yes. We just know. We just know without a doubt that he's, you know, he's going after what's most meaningful to him, you know, and there's I, I love that. It is just one of the biggest inspiration. And I have a conversation with a woman who's a mother in Ohio and she has three kids and that's going to be as interesting and as you know as meaningful because her life is about what's meaningful to her as well, and it's it's just to me that is what ignites the most interesting conversations. It's awesome. I love it. I really love going onto your site and and surfing around and seeing a lot of familiar faces up there and really just diving into this other this other aspect of them. You know, it really does give you a, a very close personal insight. And like you said, you know, we're, we are so similar. And another Thank thing you. I love that that you that you do on the website is that you you actually define the word meaning as far as um, the first two letters are me, and that the ing in the end means motion. So it's really is putting me into motion. Yes, it is. Which we, which we've done in this conversation. I feel like both of us brought our me's. You know, regardless of our kids that are sick and our whatever that's in our <laughs> in our way, we we've paused and we've taken the time to actually right. you know be with me's and each other's. You know, and I think it's. It makes it such a beautiful Friday. Now, I can talk to you every day as well, my dear. <laughs> Thank you for that, Cynthia. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And before we head off into the weekend here, I'd like to take a few more moments with you to go through our Come Tell Mama questions, which I haven't done in a couple of weeks, and I've been, I've been um, just very curious to ask you these simple questions. So, Ready. everyone, again, you can find Sophie and her beautiful website at www.lifebyme.com. Okay, so my Come Tell Mama questions. What is your luxury indulgence? A spa treatment followed by a hair massage and a blow dry of my hair for some reason. <laughs> That's one of my favorite treats. Oh, I hear you. I whenever I get a massage, I'm like, don't forget about the scalp. <laughs> yes, my don't head. About Actually, I had a massage a couple of days ago, and my my guy was working on my body everywhere. And and at some point, I said, "Do you take requests?" And he was like, "What do you need?" And I said, "Can we spend everything that's left, every minute that's left, just on my head?" And he was like, "Yes, okay." And he just because my head was just so, I love my hair massaged and my head, you know, just. So yes, that is definitely my luxurious moment. And I would say also since the the little scare that you had that you probably need to give a little bit more yes. Yes. more love good, up there. Good parallel, keep, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, and keep massaging it and keep just working and maybe put some oils on and um, you know, just give yourself a little bit a little bit of healing of your mind. Mm. And I would also say to kind of, you know, just drop it down a little bit. Get out of your mind and into your heart and just let your mind heal. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's mama's advice for the week. Um, <laughs> what of, of the following, which would you choose if you can only choose one? The best sex of your life, the best meal of your life, or the best sleep of your life? 
Oh, I'm French, Cynthia. What do you want? The best sex, of course. <laughs> Although the best, the best sex following, followed by the best meal, followed by the best sleep, sounds like a perfect day to me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that does sound very French. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, what is your favorite movie genre? Probably what uplifts me. Just anything that's... Uh, there's actually a new genre. They're calling it transformational entertainment, which my friend John Ratz is kind of heading the project for, but it has to do with um, investing in movies. He's a producer and investing in movies that actually makes you come out of it with a little bit more consciousness, a little bit more happiness, and I love right. those movies. I just saw a movie called I Am by Tom Shediak. I don't know if you saw that, and if you've missed mm-hmm. it, try to go see it. It's a very empowering, very beautiful movie. Right, so that that's kind of like the the sister to um, to the spiritual cinema circles, what it yeah. sounds like, where, where yeah, we were um, pointing yeah. this the spiritual um, spiritual cinema as a genre, and now it kind of seems to take a more. I just think you know we can. Well, I can. I'll bring Stephen on to talk about that, but you know people are almost afraid of the word spiritual. So it has to go into the transformational to be a little bit more friendly. But uh, I we can think it's the same that. anyway. It doesn't matter what I it's think called. It's the same too. <laughs> I think it is the same. But we can sidebar that talk. When it comes to food, do you prefer sweet or salty? Probably sweet if I was to go with my profound desire. But I, I stay away from sugar. My, my my learning in life is sugar is not my friend, and I don't I don't like how I feel when I eat it so much in my body. So from a place of care. I don't I don't do it anymore but um for my taste buds I, I used to like sugar, yes, sweet. Mm. Yeah, well you got those awesome pastries and lingerie in France. Yes. Um yes. <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever is lingerie hot chocolate. Um <laughs> what do you consider to be your most beautiful feature? My most beautiful what? Feature. Oh wow. You know, I my clavicles. I love my collarbones. Huh? Your collarbones? Yeah, they're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Sometimes I look in the mirror and that's all I look at. It's like I really like my collarbones. Oh, it's life by me, baby. You can like whatever you want. Exactly. I like my collarbones. That's awesome. I, 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 I think that's like kind of just a like a Passover body part. You know what I mean? Like most people, I guess unless you have beautiful collarbones, like it's not a true focus. But now I'm looking at mine in, like, the reflection of my computer. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I, it's oh, like, now that you ask that, it's like I think it has to do with the fact that it is close to everything that really matters to me. So it's very close to my heart. It's very close to my throat oh. where I feel my talking comes from and close to my brain okay. where I think ideas get, you know, initiated. And I like the location. It's kind of a, It's kind of a place of transition between my heart and my mind. I like that. That's cool. And I will say that you drape it beautifully. I have a picture of you up on the, um, uh, for the radio show with you and like tons of pearls. And when, when Carrie sent that to me, I was like, she wore pearls for me. Yeah. I love that picture of you. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Um, and what is the best advice that your mama gave you? Probably just to always choose integrity when there is a choice to always have that as the main deciding factor, you know, is that something that I'm going to be? And to me, integrity has to do with being one with myself. It doesn't necessarily mean respect the law because sometimes I, I, you know, some laws I don't, I don't believe in. And I think, 
some dramatic events in history have happened because people follow the law and it's what everybody else is doing. And I think if people were following an inner law, we would be much more at peace. So to me, integrity has to do with uh, with making sure that what is true inside of me gets manifested and that there is no discordance between those things. And I think my mother has lived her life like that and maybe more than teaching it to me, she's demonstrated it. Uh, perfectly beautiful. Um, I love that. And that is the perfect the perfect pearl to add on our last string of necklace today and speaking with you, my dear Miss Sophie. Thank um, you. Oh, thank you so much. This was such a beautiful hour. And again, I just want to remind everybody to check out Sophie and her beautiful, beautiful website, Life by Me at www.lifebyme.com. Um can people reach you through the website? Very much so. And if you feel inspired to do so, there's many places you can post and comment and send us an email if you want to be interviewed. There's many things you can do on the site. This is really about having a conversation, not just, you know, putting our stuff up. It's really about, you know, triggering conversations with you. So go play. Oh, love it. Thank you so much for the beautiful work that you are doing to inspire more meaningful conversations, more meaningful lives, more enriching time spent here for each precious moment that we do have. Um, just thank you again for your work, Sophie. And thank you for what you're doing that makes the needle move forward as well. It's, 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 I feel like we're a tribe out there just doing our thing that makes it all move forward. I'm very proud to be part of that tribe. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I, lo- I, I love this, and I love the space that, we, that we've that we come to create here on Mama's Pearls. And again, just want to remind everybody, if you want to re-listen to this, um, to this radio segment or any of the past radio segments, you can go to blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. And you can um, find us on Twitter at SinTweet. We're on Facebook. You can find the Mama's Pearls blog at www.mamaspearls.com. And again, I am just here to remind you to enjoy your children, enjoy your family, say I love you. Remember that when you do indeed go to close this chapter of, of the book of your life, you want it to be written that it was written but that it was written and lived in a life in a way that was solely created by you. And be proud of that and love it and enjoy every moment. Thank you again, Sophie. Beautiful. We'll Have a beautiful weekend. Week. Thank you, you too. Thank you, thank you. Bye, darling. <laughs> 